0: As far as ancient, mystical or otherwise forbidden books go, most people are quick to think about tomes such as the Necronomicon, or perhaps some cabalistic texts that remain shrouded in mystery and intrigue. But a work that appears to be more commonly overlooked is one that brands itself with a more sinister and brazen title. A work so cryptically mysterious that the bohemian monasteries where it was penned deemed it as cursed, and its author as a conspirator with Satan. It would become to be known as the Codex Gigas, but because of its seemingly dark origins and eerie depictions, not to mention its monstrous size, the book would quickly earn its moniker as The Devil's Bible. The legendary book is most famous for some very distinct features. First of all is its abnormal size. Not just the page count, but its actual physical form. It is known to be the largest medieval manuscript in the world, taking more than 160 animal skins to construct and was so heavy, nearly 80 kilograms, that when it was found, took two people to lift it. The book itself measured 36 inches by 20 inches wide and is almost 9 inches thick, a book so encumbering that even opening the damn thing and turning its pages Is thought to be a hassle in itself. It's also famous for the strange and creepy illustrations of the devil that feature throughout the book, though not the typical red devil with horns that we're used to seeing, but something far more weird and eerie. In today's episode, we'll aim to dissect some of the dark legends surrounding this elusive book and understand more about what this devil's bible is really about and why it was crafted in the first place, According to legends, the book was written by a 13th century monk, known as Herman the Recluse in the Benedictine Monastery of the Czech Republic. Little is known about this Herman the Recluse, but the legend behind his involvement tells us that he was about to be executed, condemned to be walled up alive and starved to death. But in an effort to save his own skin, he convinced the abbot, the head of the monks, to spare his life if he could write a book that contained all earthly knowledge as well as a testament to glorify the monastery itself. Tantalised by this suggestion, the abbot agreed to these terms, but on one condition. Herman the recluse would need to complete the book in a single night. Wasting no time, Herman wrote his heart out until the hour of midnight, whereby he conceded it would not be possible to complete such a work in a single session well, at least not by mortal means anyway. Therefore, legends tell us that he conspired with the devil and sold his soul in exchange for the ability to finish the promised work, that which would become known as the Codex Gigas. The devil was thought to live up to his end of the bargain and the giant book was said to have been completed by Herman in a single night. To show the Lord of Hell his gratitude Herman created detailed illustrations of what is perceived to be the Devil, and featured them prominently throughout the book, evidently none too shy about his clandestine deal and if anything, quite proud of his partnership with Satan. In later tests to recreate the Codex Gigas, it is estimated that it would take an individual 20 years of non-stop writing to complete, and that's without the creepy illustrations. Little else is known about the origin of this bewildering book, nor the monk who may have been responsible for it. Many who have studied the book have come to the conclusion that it was indeed penned by one individual author, given the uniformity of the handwriting. The monastery in which it was thought to have been created was destroyed sometime in the 15th century, in the Bohemian Wars, and with it went the secrets that might have shed more light on the nature of the book. Whilst the book itself was remarkably preserved, records in the book end in 1229, indicating that the book was completed in the 13th century, before being moved about, again quite extraordinary considering its colossal size. We know that the Codex was moved from monastery to monastery within Bohemia, before coming to rest in Prague nearly 200 years later, where it formed part of Emperor Rudolf II's collection. By 1648, at the conclusion of the Thirty Years War, the collection was taken by a Swedish army as a spoil of war, where it would wind up in the Swedish Royal Library in Stockholm. An interesting account of the book exists in 1697, where a fire broke out in the Royal Library, causing severe damage to the building and the other works. In an effort to save the codex from the flames, it was thrown out of the window, where it actually landed on someone injuring them. Furthermore, it is believed that during its unceremonious rescuing, some of its pages were torn from the binding and remain lost to this day. But you may be wondering, beside the illustration of the Devil and the Devil's supposed contribution to the book's completion, what exactly makes this the Devil's Bible? Well, you may be disappointed, or perhaps relieved, to learn that there are no apparent words of Satan nor any dark or evil sentiments contained within the book. In fact, it would seem that Herman the Recluse did not include any new material, beyond the devil illustrations, that would fulfil his earlier promise to the abbot, that he would incorporate all earthly knowledge and glorify the monastery. Instead, it would appear that Herman the Recluse merely wrote out the Vulgate Bible, both the Old and New Testaments, as well as other popular medieval works, including Flavius Josephus's Antiquities of the Jews, which was a history of the Jewish people and his work known as the Jewish War, a historical account of the early Jewish Roman Wars. Also included in the codex is Isidore of Seville's Etymology, a diverse work by the Christian bishops views on earth, the cosmos, war, religion and the hierarchy of angels and saints. There is also the inclusion of the Chronicle of Cosmos of Prague, a work by the Bohemian historian himself that details the creation of the world and the inception of Christianity in Prague. Amongst these works can also be found medical entries, none the least being two medical journals by the physician Constantine the African. Smaller texts including writings on exorcisms, supposed magic rituals, and a calendar containing a list of saints and notable bohemian persons can also be found within the Codex's pages. So as far as being a devil's bible, it's more of a compendium of what Herman the Recluse probably believed were the best sources of earthly knowledge at the time. In a way, it doesn't seem like he was trying to propose any new ideas, but instead perhaps makes this knowledge more accessible By compiling it all into one place. Of course, one might say he made it even more inaccessible, given the book's eventual size, a book that as we've mentioned, was ridiculous to behold in the first place. The binding itself was made of wooden boards, covered in leather and actually had metal guards and fittings, the sort of things you might expect to find on a shield or a piece of armour, We also know that it was composed of 320 leaves of animal skin, 160 of these being from donkeys. I suppose, in a way, the Codex kinda lives up to its insidious reputation given how many animals were killed in order for it to be produced. Other legends surround the missing 10 pages that some report were torn out during the book's rescue from the fires, where it is thought by some that these contained forbidden knowledge by the devil, And so were removed by the monastery. Perhaps the most compelling feature about the Codex Gigas is the repeated appearances of these ominous devil drawings. Here the devil is depicted as a large and frightful figure that embodies the entirety of hell. He is shown with claws, red tipped horns, small beady eyes and a sickly green head. Two long red tongues can also be seen protruding from his mouth, we can see that he appears to be squatting between two large structures and wears a loincloth, though the meaning and symbolism behind this can be interpreted in a number of different ways. Some see the material of the loincloth as ermine, a material reserved for the royalty at the time and thus may have been a nod by Herman the Recluse to Satan as royalty, or the Prince of Darkness. Now, you might be thinking that illustrations of the devil weren't exactly a profound thing in the middle ages, considering many artists chose to draw him. But his appearance in this seemingly religious inspired book, by a monk no less, just seems random, and if not, provoking of curiosity. Was this a jab by Herman the Recluse against the monastery, or was he trying to convey some kind of message that he wasn't able to speak of? Or put into words? Or had the devil really helped him complete the manuscript in a single night, thus sparing his life, and that these depictions were Herman's way of recognising the devil as his saviour? In these depictions meanwhile, an adjacent page sees a full portrait of the heavenly city, that which is depicted by tiers of buildings and towers. In this art piece, I imagine that it was drawn to inspire hope and peace, of where one might find themselves if they were righteous. As it is featured beside the devil portrait, perhaps the two pieces were meant to be viewed simultaneously, so as to show the contrast between good and evil. By this, the illustration of the devil becomes not so much a celebration of his wickedness, but instead, a warning. But let me know your thoughts on this Devil's Bible in the comments below and what you think about this gigantic, supposedly cursed and evil book? Do you think that the legends are true, and that this Herman the Recluse completed the book with the aid of the devil? Or was the compilation of this book just merely one lone monk's hobby over a 25 year period? Is the Codex Gigas merely just a compendium of old wisdom by various contemporaries, or could those missing pages contain something that made this book far more insidious than we are led to believe.